Welcome to the Live Alone Podcast, the podcast where two nerds who consume a whole lot of horror discuss their favorite pieces of horror media. From movies and TV shows to video games, novels, and everything in between. Because this is a spooky world, and we're just thriving in it. I'm your host, Sarah, the survivalist in your slasher friend group that will put up a lasting fight, but inevitably die because only the final girl can survive. And I'm your host, Ian, the fearless fighter in your slasher friend group that tries to save the day but ends up dying because physical strength just doesn't win in horror. In today's episode, we're talking about a PG-13 movie based off a horror video game series, and we'll discuss the games as well. A movie we almost did not watch because it got a terrible critics review, even though it got a positive audience review. But we inevitably decided to watch it, mostly because one of our favorite horror icons is in it, Matthew Lillard, Five Nights at Freddy's. I had to beg Sarah to watch this movie. It had a bad review. Yes, yeah, I was a like... a bad critics review. So I, was, I usually look at IMDb, and I was looking at Sarah, I was like, we're not watching this movie. I was like, yo, this movie, I heard the good things about this movie, and then you and then you did all your research, and you're like, yeah. I, I mean, like, there were so many reasons for us to not watch it, but there was also obviously reasons to watch it which we'll get into but i'm glad we watched it so brief synopsis of five nights at freddy's a troubled security guard begins working at freddy fazbear's pizzeria and while spending his first night on the job he realizes his late shift at freddy's won't be so easy to make it through it's also funny that i did not want to watch it and it got terrible critics reviews because it's also the highest grossing horror movie of 2023 yes it outbeat scream it outbeat Saw, it outbeat Talk to Me, and several others. It's literally the best grossing horror movie of the entire year. And it's PG-13. And it's PG-13. It's wild. So obviously we have to talk about it. And before we actually get into the discussion, we always kick things off with a game. So we're going to play a round of Stab or Survive. Okay, so the first person is Mike. I will let him survive. Number two, Steve Raglan. Survive because that's Lillard. Lillard gotta survive. All right, number three, Vanessa. The cop? Yeah. I will let her survive too because I guess she helped him out. Number four is Abby. I don't really care for her. (laughs) (laughs) So what what are you going to pick? Stab. Okay. And then the last person, and I say that finally because the last person is the balloon kid. The balloon kid? Is that the doll? Yeah. You know what? Kill that motherfucker. (laughs) He's like the smallest scare, so keep him. He's so every- tiny and so creepy. Yeah, make everybody survive. The movie was good. I would watch. I would watch Dang. it again. A different. So let's get into the discussion. The main discussion. First of all, why did we pick this piece of content? I will start off by saying, we played the games. Right. Mm-hmm. We first heard about Five Nights at Freddy's because of the games, and the games came up quite a long time ago. I remember we were in our first apartment when we started playing these games, and you were playing it on your computer, right? Yeah, I was like, you heard about this game, and it was free too. Yeah, you just randomly came up to me one day and you were like, we should check out this game. And you had it downloaded on your computer and we never played it. And then one day you were like, let's just play it. And it was like the creepiest thing ever. We streamed it onto our big TV screen and then we took off all of the lights. And I was like shitting myself throughout the entire time you were playing it. Yeah, the, the game is fun. It's scary. And it's like, it's, jump so, scares. it's solely based on jump scares, right? It's solely based off of that. And in that way, it kind of makes it PG-13 because, like, there's no substantial story when you're first playing it, aside from you're sitting in the security guard's room and you're waiting for the jump scares to happen. Yeah. So that was the first time that we ever experienced Five Nights at Freddy's a long, long time ago. But there were so many games afterwards, right? Like, how many games were there? I think there's five of them. 
Okay. But every time you played it, it got a little bit better, more into the story. Oh, did it? Yeah, it got more. We stopped playing them because after a while, they just got... It wasn't as good as before. Because, I mean, the jump scares weren't as good because you, you already expected it. it. Yeah. But they started, like, talking more about the story. Like, they had more, like, uh, videos of what's oh, going on. Oh, that's interesting. I can't even remember it because it's been so long that I, I couldn't remember the actual storyline of it. I just remember, like, the gameplay. We would put it on and just get, get scared. I think one time, the first one we went through and then we beat it. I think it was kind of meant to be, like, a really short game because, like, the game is called Five Nights at Freddy's. It's just five nights. Yeah. But it then, was like an indie, an indie game, like, you know, those simple, simple games. Yeah, and then it just got progressively more and more popular, so he had to add, like, more lore to it. He isn't the creator of it. But, yeah, we played the games oh, quite a long time ago, and I actually will throw in that I did read a book. Do you remember that I read a book based off of it? Oh, yeah, I remember. It was like... It, and he said it was crap. It was a passion. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I think it was, like I said, like we have said several times... It was very PG-13, and the, the book was even less than that. I would say it was just PG. It was very much like a young adult kids kind of book. Now that we've read the story, well, now that I have read the story and we've played the games and we kind of get the feel that it's more of a PG-13 kind of story, it makes sense why the movie ended up becoming a PG-13 story because that was like the demographic. But yeah, that story was super kitty. I didn't like it because it was more it felt more of like a coming of age story than it did a horror story and there was just a lot of interesting nuances to the animatronics that were interesting but it was like a minimal part of the overall story so it was okay that is why we eventually decided that we were gonna watch it like we wanted to watch it when we heard that it was like in production and of course when we heard that matthew lillard was in it but when it started getting really terrible reviews like if you go on imdb you'll see that it has like a 30 something <laughs> review it's still bad people are talking about the script that was bad yeah and we, we'll probably get into the things that we dislike about it but i don't know it wasn't it wasn't overall terrible i when i think bad reviews that bad of reviews i think it's going to be something like sharknado bad yeah and it definitely was not that it wasn't the greatest horror movie and it was definitely a pg-13 movie but it wasn't like terrible do you think yeah i don't think it was that bad it i mean the acting wasn't bad at all like you yeah you see movies that get better reviews and the acting sucks the acting was good in this movie that's was, what i'm saying it wasn't campy or anything so i was like how did this get a bad review and you have some, you had some great actors in it like obviously matthew Lillard. we talk about him a bajillion times but josh hutcherson is also a great actor i didn't know the the other actors that well either, yeah but. even the other actors the the babysitter yeah everyone they, was they great. acted good the babysitter when she was acting all nice like you really yeah. thought she was really really nice yeah. and then when she switched on to like her bad persona you're just like oh shit like you, yeah. didn't, see, you didn't see the fakeness you're just like did, like she don't give a fuck yeah <laughs> totally i think the minor characters did just as well as the major characters yeah i totally agree with you so now that we're talking about the things that we like let's like segue do you think that it pays a good homage and i've learned that that's how you say it um do you think that it pays a good homage to the game yeah it's exactly the same thing with the cameras yeah in the game yeah so when i saw it i was just like i got the nostalgia of the game that was very cool to see and the number one thing that is the best of it is the animatronics dude yes yeah, the animatronics like it, i thought it was gonna look like fake with like fur but mm. they made it look like you know that plush that tight plush on the, yeah. the skin yeah look, it, it's exactly how i figured out how they look in the game that's so true the animatronics are so well done and you can say this little tidbit of fun facts like who who created them jim henson 
Isn't that so mm. cool? Like, this is a PG-13 horror movie, but we've got Jim Henson's company making the animatronics, and they are spot on. It's almost like they grabbed the animatronics out from a video game, out of the video game, and put them into this movie alongside, like, actual people. Like, this is a movie that's not animated. It was bomb. It's in between, like, hard plastic or hard metal and, like, super plushy. It's, like, something in between. But it just looks super, super realistic and so good. And scary. <laughs> super scary. And all of the details, all the little nuances that you see in the games, it, it shows on the animatronics. That was, like, one of the best things about this movie. The lighting. The lighting, Like, you would yeah. see the shadow, on like, on their face and you would see, like, the dark part. Yeah. Their, even though they're, like, fully, like, bright, like, super bright. And then you could kind of hear the snaps and the movements of the, the machinery, the machinery mm-hmm. underneath it. That wasn't fake, right? Or maybe it was. I don't know if that was like sound effects. The noise, but, but yeah. But the way that way, they moved, it, it synced up. It, it was a great looking movie. Yeah, it was very, very, very well done. And they moved fast too. They moved like... That's true. Puppety. They moved, yeah. they moved like actually like a, a There robot. were no like hiccups when it came to the movements. Everything kind of flowed really well. That was definitely one of the cooler things going back to something that you mentioned i really my favorite thing was the camera scenes the security camera scenes because that is straight out of the gameplay and i think that was one of their biggest ways aside from the animatronics to kind of scare you not scare you but really make you feel like oh yeah this is how i feel when i'm playing the game yeah and now i'm i'm experiencing this while i'm watching it and it really hits the nostalgia because the games are actually kind of old now it, it gave me that nostalgia feeling. And then you would see, like, the rooms. There were certain rooms that I just remember, like, the party room with all the tables and stuff like that. Everything just looked so spot on to the game. It was awesome. Yeah, right. I also like the games. Like, the games looked pretty fun. It reminded oh, yeah. me of Dave and Buster. The games, yeah. The ga- the actual games. I didn't... When when we played the game, they didn't show you all that. Yeah, they didn't. Because you never got to actually go into, into the rooms. Yeah. I think in some of the games you are able to, but it wasn't... That wasn't like the appeal to the game, right? The appeal was to just be the security yeah. camera watcher. But yeah, they definitely paid homage to the video game in many, many ways. And I think also to the book, even though I did not like the book, they do touch on some of the storylines that were going on. I can't remember fully, so this I'm not going to dwell on it too much. But they they talk about a lot more than just the spooky scaries. And we'll get into what we dislike about it when it comes to the genre of it. But they touch upon a lot of issues that kids are kind of dealing with. There's like coming of age issues. There's parenting type of issues. Like they're they're talking about other things. And that was also in the book. So I just wanted to mention oh. that they do pay homage to the book. If you're a fan of the book, I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> I got it for like 99 cents on the Kindle or something. But yeah, Lillard. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> the <laughs> best, best thing. Maybe the maybe the best thing, at least for us screamers. He was only there for ten minutes though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I ruined it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He did what he had to do, and he acted mean too. He didn't act like scream, like you know, he's not a kid anymore. But he acted like yeah. he was acting mean, like there's something to come after you. <laughs> there's something silly and goofy about Matthew Lillard. It's not just the characters that he plays. He just encapsulates silly goofiness, and so you you get that vibe when he's playing both of the two characters that he plays in this movie he's just goofy yeah. and it's it's charming it's like you want to root for him even though you know that he's the bad guy and even when he's the bad guy you're like dang he's a cool bad guy because he can be goofy when he's being a normal person but when he's a bad guy he's really freaking evil 
He's yeah. good at doing both. Yeah. And that's that's what makes him such a great killer in, in Scream, right? So it's definitely replicated in Five Nights at Freddy's, even though, admittedly, he's only in the movie. Yeah. He, for a short period of time. I mean, that's good, though. He hits you short and sweet. That's and true. You want, and you want more of him. <laughs> that's true. And it's so funny because you'll see so many, like, memes and videos online, and it's always him as the center, even though he was hardly in the movie. Yeah. You, People like, love you remember, him. Yeah, you remember him the most. He's he's great. He's awesome. I I love Lillard. And I think also... Oh, I do also want to mention that there's two Scream references in Five Nights at Freddy's. So the first Scream reference, and this is an unofficial reference because I noticed it, but I don't know if it's like they put it in intentionally. But the little sister, Abby, she mentions in one of the scenes and she goes, like, she flat out says with no other context, I'll be right back. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? It just felt so intentional, but I don't know if that's confirmed. So that's the first Scream reference. The next Scream reference, which was intentional 100%, is when uh, Matthew Lillard is revealed to be the killer in this movie. Uh, what's his name? William Afton? Yeah. Yeah, William Afton. He is about to stab someone. I can't remember who it is. Or maybe it's Vanessa. He's about to stab someone. No, he stabbed Vanessa. His, his oh, daughter. that's His own daughter, yeah. Yeah, so he's about to stab Vanessa, who's his daughter. And he does the swipe of the knife that he does in Scream as Ghostface. The exact same motion. He cleaned the knife. And he does it. <laughs> and you know it's intentional because there's no blood on the knife. He just does it just to do it. So... All the Scream watchers, if you've watched it already or if you haven't watched it, you're going to love that scene because it's it's awesome. Those are the main things that we loved about it. And we do have dislikes. It wasn't the best movie like we like we mentioned. So the first thing, and I, I pose this as a question to you, and we've kind of talked about it before, but the genre. Do we consider this like a horror movie? Okay, so there was some psychological shit going on. There was some shit where he's dreaming and he can see vividly what's going on and it's like telling the future. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you mean so the flashbacks? It, yeah, the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like some kind of sci-fi shit with the robots. Are they? How, oh. Is it sci-fi horror? Like he, Is it sci-fi? The robots have the kids in them so they're possessed and they can move and they're not, they can't die. I kind of looked at it as like paranormal. Yeah, like, like possession ghosts, right? Almost. Yeah. And then the shit with, um, is it, wasn't there something like the town knew, knew about the place, but they're just like... Kind of. Yeah, they're just like, leave that place alone. Yeah, for I some think reason, you're right. For some reason, it was like they wouldn't, they wouldn't demolish the place. Yeah. But they just have it there. And then people would go there and be like, crash it and shit. Yeah. So it's just like a piece of shit that they just leave on the side. <laughs> what kind of genre is that? Like, I don't know if it's a genre per se. Maybe it's just, I don't know. It gives me it vibes. Yeah. Like the town oh, knows yeah, the something. Oh, the town knows something. And then, yeah, so it's like so I guess horror. that is kind of horror. There's not that much. I mean, there's supposed to be slasher, like when the people get killed, but it's more like, uh, like you said, paranormal. Like, because like, you wouldn't see it on screen. Yeah. So, but you're supposed to see, like, them getting killed. I and mean, they, they were getting, um, like, it was like Saul. Remember? They, he was sitting down in, like, the chair and put the machine on his face. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of slasher. But what is that? Gory? But it, it wasn't yeah. gory like that. I, I see you're having like difficulty trying to like pinpoint it because I think that's exactly the right sentiment. It's hard to pinpoint what exactly this genre is, not just genre in general, but just the subgenre of horror because there's a lot of different kind of horror elements. Like we have the paranormal, we have the weird saw thing. It was very saw. It was like a scene straight out yeah. of saw. And then you're also dealing with like missing kids, so it has a true crime vibe. But then you're also looking at this teenager, I'm assuming he's a teenager. That has to take care of a kid. So you're dealing with like 
familial issues, yeah. which is drama. You're dealing with, like, this kid that's growing up without parents, so now there's coming-of-age things. So it's, like, so weird. Sometimes it felt very drama-forward, and other times it felt, like, horror-ish forward, but I never felt like I had a clear stance on the yeah, genre. Yeah, and then, like, the childish part is, like, they would go to the taxi with the- with her oh and, yeah and I mean, <laughs> they, they were like goofy they, yeah they look like a person i didn't think it looked like a person in a suit but i guess that's how the cab drivers saw them looking yeah. like somebody in the suit but i was like that's a fucking machine over there <laughs> like shit yourself you know like yeah and he's I, just like let's go i'm like i think fuck? it was one of those moments and i think about scream 4 when i say this it's one of those moments where you know it's not explainable so you use humor to get away with it yeah. Because, like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I remember when the when Abby went into the taxi and I was like, how would any person leave with just a child in the backseat of the taxi? And then the animatronic comes in and they use humor to be like, oh, it's, there's probably an adult in there. Yeah, but she, you're, you're in a small town. Don't you know that yeah. there's something weird with the the place with Freddie Fazbear? And how, how does she pay for the taxi? That too. Also... <laughs> If the kids could get out and hang out and go in a taxi, why don't they just travel the world? It just it just didn't make sense. <laughs> travel the world, like, you know what I mean? That's exactly right. And there were so many instances where things didn't make sense. Like the step-aunt, the aunt, like she died and she was on the floor and Abby was just like, okay, anyway, gotta go. Gotta go yeah, to Freddy Fazbear. Like, that didn't make any sense, but you just let it rock? What? Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was confusing. A lot of the movie was confusing. That's why they said they had the script and messed up. Oh yeah, remember the cop? The cop all of a sudden oh she my was God, just yes. she, all of a sudden she was just like really there, up, all up in his ass. And that shit. was weird. And I'm just like, why are you here? And me and you yeah. were looking at each other like, why are you here? Like, tell me why you're here. And exactly. She, she finally was like, yeah, it's my dad. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole entire time that she appeared on screen, I was just like, what? What are you doing here? Like, why are you here? You're the town cop. Yeah. And then nobody questioned that. Like, Mike didn't question that at all. He was just like, oh, you're a cop and you're just hanging out with me? Cool. Like, what? If that was her father, then didn't wouldn't the town know that that's her father? Yeah. Like, why would you... It's a small town. How do you not know? Yeah. Also, how do you weird. not know that William Afton is Steve Raglan when it's the same person that you've likely grown up with in the small town? I just... He was supposed to be like a, what you call like a... Like it? recruiter? Recruiter, yeah. He's supposed to be a recruiter. Yeah, but wouldn't the town know him as William Afton? Also, why would he be a recruiter? Why are you sending them to, to there to die? I think he's sending them there to die because remember Vanessa was like, oh, the last guard didn't make it that long or something like that. But how come Mike made it? It's... Because Vanessa decided to step in some for some reason yeah and she usually doesn't step in that's why we're just like why did this guy make it because he has a kid sister i know (laughs) weird right that's why i was like some of the shit doesn't make sense because she liked him i don't know did she even like him i don't know Nah, we thought that they did that they did but it might happen later but (sighs) then there would have been a romance too so i'm just like (laughs) what is going on here here yeah (laughs) so all in all it was just extremely confusing yeah. i'm still confused about it. obviously we're still both confused about it maybe things will get cleared up in the next movie since i believe it's confirmed that there are at least two more movies coming out even though it was all over the fucking place i didn't fall asleep on this one it wasn't that bad of a movie to a point where it's like i unwatchable hate this movie <laughs> like yeah. i have surely hated other horror movies with better critic reviews i'm about to look up sharknado and see what the, the critic review is for that because if it's if it's more than this movie, then I know there's something wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong. So I guess we're ending it off with a question mark because we don't, know. 
<laughs> we don't know what to make of it. Watch this movie, though. It's fun. It's fun. If you're a Scream fan, you gotta see it. Lillard is the best 10 minutes yeah, out of support, the whole movie. Support Lillard so he comes back in other horror movies. Oh That's my the main gosh. reason to watch this movie. I was telling Ian this, but I hope the Scream franchise are shaking in their boots right now because this pg-13 movie with lillard beat the shit out of beat them. them when it comes to gross income gross revenue and they deliberately have chosen to never put him back into the the franchise so i hope they are yeah. upset I mean, now they have to put him back maybe they're gonna try to they should put maybe back, yeah. they will but i hope they're shaking in the boots now because lillard is not to be messed with and he deserves to get back into the franchise. I think he even said he wanted to be in the franchise. They need to make some changes. They also need to bring Sydney back. Anyway, this is not an episode about Scream, but let's just say that and end it off there. Who's your favorite puppet? The really, really messed up. Was it Foxy? Foxy? I think I like Foxy. Foxy's the one that jumps out and scares your ass. Foxy's <laughs> the creepiest one because he looks almost, or she looks almost deteriorated in a way, but not too much. For our first season, we had a question at the end of every episode. But now that the first season has been completed, has finished, we have some comments that we can share. The first one that I have is a comment about our episode that we did on Yellow Jackets. Ian has me dying when he talks about Shauna. In quotes, Shauna, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> that was hilarious. If you go and you listen to that episode, you're just like, garbage, garbage, trash, to like a <laughs> bunch of characters in Yellow Jackets. <laughs> So, spot on with that comment. Love it. Um, and I'm glad you liked the Yellow Jackets episode. That was my favorite episode of season one. Keep your comments rolling in our discussion posts on Instagram at Pod. You can find us also at TikTok and YouTube. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you're excited for the rest of season two. If you liked today's episode and you want to hear more from us, do us a favor and find us on Instagram. That's where we do our discussion posts every week. Follow us there, but for now, we'll see you in the kitchen with a knife.